Learn how to manage your energy and grow your capacity in 10 minutes a day. If you've ever heard me talk about energetic time management, it's the core skill that I teach all my clients. I created this over 10 years ago when I was in the middle of recovering from stage four cancer. I had to figure out how to work, how to parent and take care of myself. And that's how ETM or energetic time management was born. And for a limited time, I'm going to be giving it away. Yep, you heard me correctly. I'm giving the actual skill and the step-by-step away to you. My, it's my ETM habit challenge. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash E-T-M and use promo code podcast to get free access for a limited time. All right. Hello. And we're diving into a parenting topic today that I get a lot. And I got this one in my DMs on Instagram. A lot of podcast listeners who listen to episodes send me questions there. So you're welcome to do so. You can find me on Instagram at Heather Chauvin. C-H-A-U-V-I-N underscore. And just send me a private message. Let me know what episode you listen to, what additional question you have. One of the most common questions that I get is about partnerships or co-parenting. So whether you live in the same home or not, there's also, there's a lot of like, I'm doing this work, but the other person is not doing this work. So what should I do? Or the other person is doing their version of the work and it's not as quick as, you know, how I would like them to do. So I'm going to talk about this from my perspective, what has worked for me as a mother co-parenting with someone. Um, and also from a, emotional intelligence perspective, from a relationship perspective. And my goal is always to empower you to take what I say and to make it your own. To be clear, we also dive into this work more inside of our mastery program. You can head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash mastery. Um, Check it out, fill out the application, book a call if that is something you are interested in. When I am looking at parenting as a whole, it is not just connected to um, the child. So I believe whether it's a relationship, so we're going to talk about parenting, it there's like an aspect of relationship that is triggering us. So observe where the conflict is happening, but it is connected to everything else. So if we're taking a holistic perspective, it's how am I reacting to this situation? What's going on inside of me? What is going on inside of the child? What is going on inside of somebody else? And so we dive deeper into this, like I said, giving you strategies, solutions, a plan, and accountability. Okay, so here's the question. This longtime listener, we engaged in a conversation and I took a screenshot of her question and I said, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Okay. So she says, thank you so much. I appreciate this. I don't know if this is for him or more for me, but I'm always wondering this. I'm doing the work. He's doing the work at his very own, in brackets, slow very slow pace, but I've learned a lot about parenting and approaching my kids in a, in positive ways. But when my husband comes in and is constantly arguing with them and literally will not let them make a decision for themselves, 
I think he's trying to protect them, but it's not in a healthy way. He's not an angry guy, just literally doesn't know how to go about things. And I don't want to mom him, but I can't stand watching him parent uh, like this when I'm working so hard to do the opposite. We both came from single parent homes where our fathers were, um, were not in the picture and our moms really weren't either. So neither of us have seen two parents doing parenting together. Awesome. Okay. Lots to unpack there. I'm sure if you are listening, you can see yourself in some aspect of this story. The number one thing I want to say is there's no easy way to do this. But in my experience, the second you start doing the work, and I say the work, conscious parenting work, um, personal development work, the first thing you do is you become aware. You become aware of your own patterns. You become aware of other people's patterns. And so you can't unsee or unlike unlearn what you've already learned. And that is actually a huge sign of progress. So you come in with a frustration and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel disempowered. I feel hopeless. I feel lost. And then you start doing the work and you, you, it's like your radar is on and you can actually see other people's crap now. Right? So we need to reframe this as a positive that when you are actually growing and learning and evolving, you can see where other people are sabotaging themselves. So that's number one. Number two is giving people grace. So in this situation, and I'm going to call husband, um, male brain, right, partner, other human being outside of us that we are trying to co-parent with. And a co-parent is somebody that you are literally just raising a child with. So that could be someone that you are in a partnership with. It could be an ex that you are not in a partnership with. It, you may not have a good relationship with that person. It could also be a grandparent. It could also be a teacher. It could be a therapist. Like you're you're uh, like a coach, like a, a sports coach, you're co-parenting. Like this is the community vibes. We're raising children together, a teacher. There's so many conversations we're having with other adults as we are like coexisting and co-parenting with our children. So I want you to think outside of the box when it comes to that. Um, I just want to give him props that he's doing his work, right? You are actually judging his experience, though. You were judging how he should parent. You were judging his process. You were trying to play God in his life. You were trying to play universe in his life. And, you know, when we're projecting judgment onto other people, this is in the um, drama triangle, we're being the persecutors. And we're kind of saying to other people, like, you're not growing fast enough. You are not growing quick enough. What we're actually doing is trying to control somebody's human experience. And so I want you to think about this. If I went outside and I planted three new trees, like I'm either, I'm going to watch these trees grow and they are going to grow at three different pace. Okay. Three different, like they're going to be on their own little different journey. Exact three of the exact same trees, same species of tree, same water, same sunlight. 
but I'm sitting there judging this tree in the middle that is not growing as quickly. And I'm like, grow faster, grow faster, grow faster. You need to do this differently. That sounds ridiculous when I say it to a tree, right? Typically, I would probably look and I would be like, huh, what does this tree need in this environment to, to you know, to f- grow faster? Um, how can I support this tree to grow faster? Does this tree need anything from me? Or do I just need to let go of control and allow the tree to do its thing? And maybe the tree in, in, in this lifetime is was never meant to grow fast or big. And for some other reason, the other tree decided to do that. So if you look at people like things that we have no emotional connection to, like a tree, we're just not emotionally attached to it. We look and we observe, right? You're like, huh, I wonder what the soil's like. I wonder if it you know, if something was wrong with the seed, I like, we're just not judging it like we do relationships. Okay. I think you get the point. So then you have to ask yourself. So this comes back to yourself, right? You have to pay attention. I'm projecting this onto somebody else, which means I'm trying to control something that I can't control, which is somebody else's behavior. So now I need to look within. What is this person triggering inside of me? Okay. So the other part you talk about, he's not an angry guy, just literally doesn't know how to go about things. And I don't want to mom him, but I can't. Okay. I'm going to read this part, but I can't stand watching him parent like this. I can't stand watching him parent like this indicates to me, I can't stand the feeling that comes up when he is parenting like that. So you cannot change his behavior at all. But what you can do is two things. One, if your children are actually in harm's way, like, like serious 911 harm's way, then you remove your your children from an abusive situation. I have to say that. But if you are just uncomfortable because he's triggering wounds within you, which is, oh my gosh, like it could be fear, right? It could be a primal fear of like, He's going to screw up the kids. Um, This is going to be detrimental to their mental health in the future. Like he could be triggering perfectionism. Like you have to really reflect on yourself and go, what is his behavior triggering within me? And what additional conversations do I need to have with my partner? So in your situation, it sounds like he's open. He just doesn't move at the pace that you want him to move at. And these are conversations that you have outside of that. So an example in this situation, because it seems like it's pretty healthy, is when that situation happens and you don't want to mom him um, and you don't want to, you can't stand watching him parent like that because he's he's reacting, right? Or I'm going to call that a red zone. First of all, you can't solve the problem in the red zone, right? So in the red zone, you have to also be less reactive, 
or you are actually doing the exact same thing that he's doing. So you walk away from the situation. And when you're both in the green zone, that's when you say, hey, what happened this morning? Can we talk about that? And then when he reacts and he goes back up into his red zone and you're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to start an argument. I just want to have a conversation. Like what was going on within you? And then you can say things like you become the coach, you become, you're a, you are a partner with your partner. Like I expect my husband to call me out and we do it in a kind, loving way. And he'll be like, you were really frustrated this morning. Or I'm like, you were really frustrated this morning. And when we first started to communicate like that, it went zero to 60 immediately. There was no gap. He got defensive. He got reactive. Um, and I would say, like, I don't want to be your mom. I want to be your wife. I want to be your partner. And you know, but we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. And you're like, can you give me feedback on how I'm parenting? And you need to also be open to receiving feedback on how you're parenting. And you may not like what he has to say. And it doesn't mean that what he says is true. And you're like, awesome. Are you open? Are you open to receiving my feedback? And you need to have these uncomfortable conversations until you are both no longer ragingly triggered by it. And so I'll give you an example. When I started this work, it was years before my husband started this work and he was incredibly reactive. Why? Because he didn't learn emotional intelligence skills, no, nor did I, uh, but I led with that. So I became aware of the behaviors. I watched his and he would be incredibly reactive and I was no longer reactive. And so I would do things and I could say, I, I see you need some time. I'm going to take the kids. We're going to go out to breakfast. And if you calm down, you can come. If not, no worries. And I could see the shame in my husband. And it took a really, really long time for him to learn those skills. It just took more. It took more time. There's always going to be a leader in a situation. And I'm sure there's things that your partner does that he leads in that it's taking you slower time as well. Not everybody needs to be like us. And I think that belief that I'm doing this. So you need to do this is sometimes actually you reacting from a place of fear. No, all the time. It's you reacting from a place of fear. So seeing and accepting that your partner is a different human and they have different makeup and there's actually a blessing in that. There's a strength in that. And that, yes, he does have weaknesses and growth opportunities. Um, grace needs to be had. So he's, it's the yin and the yang. He's teaching you to slow down. He's teaching you to have a check-in with your need to control his natural evolution and growth. And also your need to mom him. Nobody ever asked you to mom him. No one. I'm going to repeat that again. Nobody ever asked women to mom their partners Women choose to over-nurture and over-mother their partners, and then they become angry and resentful for their own behaviors. And the reaction I get from that is, well, Heather, if I don't do that, then he's not going to do it. No. In reality, maybe he's never been taught that. Maybe he's never had to have the opportunity to do that. 
because maybe his mother did over nurture him and he literally never had to wipe his own ass. But he's never also had the opportunity to learn. And oftentimes, the reason why we end up over nurturing is because we are scared and avoiding feeling our feelings. So I think taking ownership that when you feel you are over mothering or momming other people and you're creating a different dynamic in a relationship of like momming your partner, one, that is incredibly unhealthy and there's no intimacy there. Two, what are you trying to control inside of him? And what are you also trying to control inside of your own children? My, and how are you defining motherhood? Um, Because I can mom my children, but I can also raise independent men and I can coach and guide them. But my goal is a relationship and it's connection. So again, it comes back to you about the mom stuff. We both came from single parent households where our fathers were we're nowhere in the picture. So this is always fascinating to me because we all have our own parenting journey and there's nothing like triggering the crap out of you of like the moment you become a parent, like it is very clear, like the baggage we brought from our parenting. I believe that our deepest fear, especially as women and men, fathers, mothers is like, I'm going to fail at this job. I'm going to fail at this role. And fear, if you do not know how to manage your fear, will manifest in the craziest ways in your life, which is why I am all about helping people master their fear. Because if you do not understand the language of that, it will sabotage so much of your life. It will cause so much chaos. Um, Fear doesn't go away. You just learn to master it. So, Picture this. Imagine that you had like the perfect picture childhood. Your father was in your house, right? You you both came from co-parent families and you had the best father and mother in the world. Like your <laughs> the false movie perception that we have in our mind. I guarantee you if that was the case, you would then say I had the perfect childhood and I feel like I'm failing. And then you swing to the opposite side of the pendulum, which is I put my parents on a pedestal because our childhood was perfect and I I am not amounting to that. So the story changes. So what is the meaning behind the story you're telling yourself? Like my father wasn't around, therefore I didn't have a good role model. And again, we're projecting and we're blaming somebody else. Regardless, parenting, you were starting from scratch, but it's triggering something inside of you. So we we write our own stories. So the how behind this is getting super crystal clear on the vision you want for your life, getting super crystal clear how you want to feel and reverse engineering that. And then once you do that, that is where alignment comes in. That's where the confidence comes in. And that's where the deep self-trust comes in. And then you're parenting and leading your life from there. So it doesn't matter how other people act. It doesn't matter how you were parented. It doesn't matter what happened to you in the past, because as you're taking action towards that version of yourself, it, like you have to, it comes up and up and you have to heal it. So This is really about your husband showing you 
where you need to grow as a mother, where you need to grow as a woman. That's all it is. That's it. Easier said than done, right? So if you can see the triggers that he's triggering inside of you, you can look at it. And I've said this before, and I've heard this said many, many times, but I want you to think about this. If you have a a cup, okay, a warm cup, coffee inside, tea inside, water inside, you are holding this cup, walking through life. Life feels easy. You're just a slow, brisk walking down the street with this cup, okay? I don't know why we're outside with the cup, but we are. And there's something inside of your cup. Somebody walks next to you and hits you by accident. They just like hit your elbow and the cup tips over. Whatever is in that cup is going to come up and out. So if there's coffee in the cup when when you were triggered, when somebody knocks you, coffee comes out. If there's water in the cup, water comes out. If there's tea in the cup, tea comes out, okay? Our bodies are our cups. So when people trigger us, often people say, essentially what they're saying is, how do I get that person not to run into me? And I say, why do you want to control and manipulate how somebody else's how someone else lives their life? You're doing that to avoid spilling out what is inside of you, right? We don't want to be emotionally uncomfortable. So we don't want to feel our feelings. When your partner, your child, your mother, your friend is triggering you and running into you and your reaction is self-doubt, your reaction is anger, your reaction is resentment, your reaction is fear, your reaction is guilt, your reaction is shame, that is what is coming up and out of your cup and that is your work to heal. So you say thank you. Thank you, husband, for showing me that I am still avoiding looking at something within myself. Thank you for showing me that my reaction is to over-nurture you to protect my children from something that maybe I wasn't protected from as a child. So I need to heal my inner child while I'm also trying to create that environment for my children. There's a lot that goes on here. Working on ourselves, seeing and understanding our children's behavior, co-creating healthy environments with partnerships so that we can live aligned and alive. That is where freedom comes in. That is where peace and ease come in. And it's 100% possible. But when our personal life feels chaotic, so does other areas of our life. And when our professional lives feel chaotic, so does um, our personal life, which is why we have to do the work we avoid doing, which is why I always say um, it's not impossible. 
It's that we've been taught it's impossible and we've bought into that story. So we need to reverse engineer how we want to feel. Hopefully that gave you something today. And if you want to take this to the next step, head to the website, do the free resources, um, start with the 10-minute habit challenge or apply to work with us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is where the magic happens. We just have to be willing to do the emotionally uncomfortable work. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. (laughs) 